Hello everyone, today we will be learning the 15th chapter of Sefer Yeshua for February 15th. We are now going to read about the division of the land within Eretz Yisrael. The first tribe that's going to receive land, guess who? Yes, it is Yehuda. Yehuda always goes first, the first to jump into the Yamsuf. He's the first one to do tshuva. And therefore, again, his land is given to him uh, first. Now, again, the tribes have no idea where they're going. It's a big land. Not the largest land in the world, but it's it's a big land, and they, they need to know where they're supposed to go. They're going to be near water, they're going to be near the cities, it's going to be a fertile land, they're going to be a, a mountainous land, it's going to be like a valley, it's going to be hot, it's going to be cold, it's going to be rainy, dry. There's so many unknowns. And the way it was done, as we said, it was a goral. The reason for the goral is because if Yeshua would just come, again, goral means lottery, if Yeshua would just come and say, here's where you're supposed to be, then they would say, well, who said so? So if you do a goral, that's the best way of showing uh, that you are not getting involved. You're not biased in any way. So let's read about Yehuda, the lot of Yehuda. Well, I, I just want to begin actually by reading word for word from one of the svarim that I like to read on Sefer Yeshua. This is published by Magid Books, written by fellow Rabbi Michael Hatton, and he says, but he says the following, We should begin by noting, with no small measure of astonishment, that the tribal territories enumerated in the book faithfully preserved the memory of specific place and names, place names and landscapes for millennia. In spite of Israel's long exile from the land and the typical reader's utter lack of familiarity with Canaan's geography. This is testament to Israel's reverence for its biblical books and the great efforts the Jews expended in order to transmit an accurate text to later generations. How beautiful. How beautiful is that? So, the Torah begins like this in Perak Tesvav. Vayihi ha-garol The garol turned out the following. Gevol Adam Midbar Tzinegma Mixa Seimon, Gevol Negev Mixa Yama Melech, Yotza Minegev, again, describing the different uh, boundaries. We get a little bit of a story when we head all the way up to Pasuk Yod Gimel. Again, the Torah describes the western border, the eastern border, the northern border, the southern border. If you do appreciate the geography of Eretz Yisrael, and not just appreciate, but know and have knowledge, again, I'm definitely welcome to send you a picture or two and other resources to better figure out what is uh, taking place over here. Um, in Pasuk Yud Gimel, we have Kalev again. So remember, Kalev asked for Hebron. Now, Kalev is part of Shev Yehuda. I'm assuming he would rather be, you know, with the rest of his tribe. So, as Hashkacha would have it, the lottery pulls out that where is Kalev's land, uh, or where is Kalev's city. Hebron comes out in the middle of Shevet Yehuda. And it tells us that Kalev got the city of Yehuda, uh, city of Hebron, and it says, I'll just read the English, that Kalev drove out the three sons of the Anak. We mentioned Sheshe, Chiman, and Talmai, the giants, he sent from there to Devir. So Torah tells us he goes to Devir. Devir used to be called Kiryas Sefer. Now, Devir wasn't the land that was that belonged to him, it was just next to him, but Kalev as being a, you know, from Shevet Yehuda, and this being the neighboring town, he wanted to make sure that it would be conquered. So Kalev asked for some help. When it came to defeating the giants of Hebron, because that land, Mamish belonged to him, he didn't need any help. So now he calls out with a offer. Anyone who conquers Kiryas Sefer, and Kiryas Sefer literally means book, town, Sefer. So we'll, we'll say in a moment of, you know, why that was, or is there any meaning there? So Kalev makes an offer, says, anyone who conquers the land, I will give my daughter Achsa as a wife. 
This was common in that area. We also have it with David and Shal. We'll get to Vayilkideha, Asniel ben Kenaz, Achalav. A fellow by the name of Asniel ben Kenaz. That name is important because he's going to be the first of the judges. Which, by the way, we're finishing Yeshua pretty soon, which is what's so much fun about learning Navi, is that the feeling of starting something fresh and accomplishment come pretty quickly. So just in nine days, again, I, I think, I think right? how many Prakim are in? We have 24 Prakim in Sefer Yeshua, so we're getting close to the end. So Snail ben Kenaz and Kalev gives Achsa's daughter as a wife, and Asniel ben Kenaz conquered it. Fine. So he's given to his daughter as a wife. When she came to him, she urged him to let her ask for a father for a field. Then she slid off the donkey and called her, What do you wish? She said, Give me a source of blessing, for you have given me an arid land. Give me springs of water. So he gave her the upper springs and the lower uh, springs. It seems like, you know, Asniel ben Kenaz maybe should have been the one to say, Oh, we need some more land, more water, or some, some water source to be able to irrigate our land. However, uh, he did not go forward and do it. So she says, you know what, I'm going to do it. She like descends from the uh, donkey. So she's taking initiative. You know, Kalev and his daughter are people of initiative. The tribe of Yehuda do it on their own. We mentioned that the city was called Kiryas Sefer. There is a Chazal which tells us that Asnil Kanaz was an unbelievable Torah scholar. That there were laws that were forgotten in the days of Moshe. And he returned them back through methodology of understanding the Torah, he was able to bring them back on his own. Again, really speaking to his scholarship, and which also might lead us to to the conclusion as to, sorry, which might lead us to the conclusion that that's the reason why he was chosen as really the next leader after uh, Yehoshua. Now this parak is very long, it's 60 psukim, but it just lists cities after cities. So again, Sheva Yehuda was the first one to receive a land, they get a large land, they get central cities, they get border cities on water, and uh, that is the conclusion. Our study of Perak Tezvav, oh sorry, there is a sorry, hope you didn't press stop or pause. There's one more Pasuk, Pasuk Samar Gimel, which says, there was one place in Yerushalayim, this Yavusi people, that Bnei Sol was unable to conquer. Why? Because Avram Avinu had made a promise. Until this day, really until David and Melch, they weren't able to conquer. And the reason is because Avram had made a nether, made a little bit of a treaty. You might recall with Avimelch, and he made a treaty with them that he wasn't going to conquer them for many generations. So the idea is that they're still included in that original promise all the way back from then. Therefore, they weren't able to conquer. But this promise of Avram will expire at a time. With that, we conclude the study of Navi for a day. As I was thinking so much for taking the time of your day to study some Navi.